Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 38 of For The Kudos. I'm your host, Joel, and I'm here with... Brett. How are you feeling? Not too bad. Back into the swing of things, kind of. Did you have a nice little break, nice little holiday? I did, I did. The podcast survived without me, but um, no, it's, it's good to be back and into a bit of routine. Like I was on holiday, but it wasn't a relaxing holiday. I feel like I was just doing stuff all the time. Yeah, walking around. Like by the end of the day, I'm just like buggered. Yeah. Um, I guess marathoning my legs and then just walking around heaps. So it's not not like a holiday where you're just sitting on the beach and have a nice relaxing time. How much uh, running did you do while you're in Japan? Um, I had a couple of days off and then ran. I think maybe on the Wednesday, probably like six k. Um, my legs are pretty sore, and then I think I ran again the next day. I ran maybe ten k. And like I was still, yeah, I don't know. I was feeling okay. Yeah. But, and then I had a couple Probably of would have been that that 3% recovery the whoop yeah. showed you yeah. after the race <laughs> playing into your head. Yeah. I think uh, having a few beers and then uh, and <laughs> having a marathon in your body. It's the a few body. beers, a few sakis. Yeah. <laughs> the whoop has gone, what the hell is going on? But, um, yeah. And then I don't know. I was just kind of like running every second day or whenever I felt like it. So. Yeah, started to get into a bit more this week, but and then I had the, the travel back. But now this week I want to do properly, not like a full week of training, but a normal routine, like yeah. running normal times and stuff like that. Yeah, it was just yeah when I'm kind of on holiday, waking up and just like not in brekkie, just going out for a jog. You always feel like shit. Yeah, and but you sort of need that, right? We've talked about that before. You can't be on all the yeah. time. Yeah, and if exactly. you are, things will eventually burn out. Yeah, so it's no, good, it's to good just have it. But I always kind of, once I get out of routine, I always look forward to getting back into routine. So, yeah. um, and then yeah. once you're in routine for a long time, you look forward Before to getting, getting out of it. it. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> how it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll do my training week for the the last week. We should also mention to the listeners: this will be the last episode. Ever, we're quitting the podcast. Yes, <laughs> it's been a good run. <laughs> um, no, we obviously it's Christmas and, and New Year, so we're having a, a, a short break, and we'll be back when Brett. <laughs> uh, first week of January. First week of Jan. Yeah, Brett manages all the uh, the time frame. Yeah. I just come on and do the job. Yeah. Um, so oh, we've got Q and A still this week, but yeah. but main episode won't be for a couple of weeks. It'd be nice for everyone to you know. Enjoy the festive season without yeah. hearing our annoying voices. I yeah. <laughs> Funniest story was uh, we saw Sean Guinea, who's a, a friend of the podcast, our mate, <laughs> and he said that he listened. He was in a on a bus trip in uh, South America. He was just on a holiday, and he um, didn't have had, Wi-Fi. Didn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> only had one episode of FDK downloaded on his phone. Nothing else on it. <laughs> And so he listened to that four times in a row. Sitting yeah. on a bus, yeah. just left, listened to it four times in a row. And he said, he said, all your jokes got funnier because it's like a bit more deeper understanding. He said, all my slapstick humor just got less, <laughs> yeah. less funny. It was just really annoying, but <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty funny. But that, that's a true fan, um, fan. That's why he's a friend of the podcast. But That's exactly right. Shout out to Sean Guinea. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my week, I started around on Monday. I did... Just, uh, just under 10k in Kyoto, pretty nice running there. We were staying near a river, so you just run up and down the river, which is which is good. A bit better than the Tokyo running. Um, Tokyo, yeah, running in Tokyo sucks. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's there's definitely places to run, but when it, you're there holidaying, you don't know. No, nah, exactly. Anything. I think like I was speaking to Suguru Osaka, and he said that he drives. Yeah, yeah he drives uh, like he says sometimes an hour. 
to go to do some sessions and stuff. Yeah, probably 3K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Tokyo traffic. Yeah. yeah, maybe. But um, yeah, Tuesday I had off and then Wednesday I did uh, 11K. Oh, I actually did like half a session in this I because I had just been jogging like at five-minute Ks and stuff and I knew once I got back I was like going to have to do something and I just wanted to see if I could feel a bit better than yeah. I was feeling. So Sometimes I did, it's night, yeah, nice yeah. to sort of – Stretch out the legs. I did like a monofart leg, but not like as hard as I would, nowhere near as hard as I would normally do it. I, we were running like, I did it with Saskia, so we were running like 340 on the ons and then like 420s on the off. So yeah. it was kind of, yeah, nice to stride out a little bit. And, How did it feel? Ah, uh, not great, to be honest. <laughs> and even it, like the, the last like few in the shorter reps, like she was, was it the day she after? She was testing me. Was it the day after Seguro took you out for drinks? Nah, I, mean, <laughs> I wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to run that day. But, uh, yeah, he, um, Saskia was dropping me in the last few. So I was like, definitely, but I reckon it made me feel better. Like it just means got, that the next time you go for the easy run, it probably feels you're like, yeah. oh, okay, this doesn't feel too bad. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm, when I go to do a session, I'm not going from running five minute Ks all the time to now trying to run yeah. a three minute or three ten or something, and it's a huge difference. So, um, and then so that was Wednesday, and we travelled back that night overnight. Um, I didn't run Thursday; just went out and watched Zatapec. Um, then Friday morning, went out, did a ten k. Um, I was actually I started off, and I was like getting rolling. And then I just get like, this is what happened the last few days. I get maybe like 25 minutes in and I'm just like, feel cooked. Like I just like get pretty tired and I like kind of start slowing down and stuff. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, isn't too fun. But so I've just been running like maybe 10K, just pretty easy. You just got to listen to your body, right? You can't, yeah. You, you can't be pushing that. It's yeah. sort of like, that's, it's for a reason. Like yeah, exactly. Like in repair mode yeah. from running a 207. Yeah. It's like, yeah. You've put, although you've probably got the mentality like, oh, what's happening? Oh, I must be unfit. Yeah. I must be unfit for my eight days in Japan. Better, <laughs> better push it. I actually do feel unfit. But, um, <laughs> went to Waddle Park on Saturday morning and just was going to do a few laps, but just kind of fairly easy. But I did I did two laps and I was struggling, yeah. to be honest. I was like, I was kind of trying, but I just, my legs were heavy and I couldn't get up the hills too well. So like... I was trying, but I wasn't really. Like yeah. I wasn't digging deep. I just couldn't really run yeah. that fast. So, um, yeah. It's I nice knowing stopped. there's a reason for it though, right? Yeah, definitely. It's awful when you are feeling like that and you're like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Right? Whereas at yeah. least you can just, you like, oh, tight. Oh, 207, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll see how long I'm just, <laughs> it's six months down the track, I'm still on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> still haven't got going. Oh, mate, that's forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> but, so we had the Pulse Christmas party and a bit of a race the night before. And, yeah. Um, it is funny, like we're in the whoop and you have a few beers and then mm. you see the next day, it's like the alert's gone off. Like, yeah, the, it's crazy. Yeah, not recovered and it's uh, definitely... Alcohol Your makes respiratory rates up. Yeah, HIV change. Up. Yeah, so it's just yeah, it's amazing. Like if how much alcohol really affects that. Definitely. So um, it's something to to be mindful. I reckon when you're training properly, like For sure. it's, you have to take that into account. And well, there's one know. thing like I because like the, the the best thing that I find with the whoop is like when it tells you you know how much sleep you should be getting, and then gives you the percent of the sleep that you, so, you know, if you're supposed to sleep eight hours and 50 minutes based on all those metrics that they use and you only sleep seven hours, you know, it's going to be like 80% or something, yeah. something around that. Um, but like my Friday night, 
even though I slept, like we didn't go to bed that late, um, my bed, my the sleep quality is reduced, and then all those yeah. th- all those sort of alerts go off. Um, so then the next day, you know, you, my my Saturday, it says, okay, I need way more sleep. Yeah. Um. So, I like the, 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 probably in previous in previous times, I would have not would not have I would have just sort of been like, oh yeah, well, I got a little drunk last night that's fine move on to the next day whereas like now i look at that and i go okay no i need to go to bed way earlier yeah. um to catch up and make up for that and yeah that's what i find is the, yeah the most yeah, powerful yeah thing. i definitely feel like i've had like late nights before and i'm like oh, i should get to bed early and then it'll be like 10 30 11 o'clock i'm still not in bed the and voice then, is like you've done it again yeah exactly <laughs> and um it's just because i'm like sitting around watching tv yeah so it definitely getting that data it gives you that feedback to go okay Actually, I need it. Yeah. So you you kind of get that constant reminder to go and do it. So For sure, it is, it is good. But yeah, I'm on a bit of a break right now, so it's I'm not too concerned about it. I'm not training that hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then I also trained like shit on the on that Saturday. Um, and Sunday I did seventy minutes. I ran into Jack on the tan and and did a bit with him. But um, and that was at four ten. So it's like a decent, but the same kind of thing. Like, like I guess I was probably running a bit quicker than I was planning to because I was running with Jack. And then I, yeah. Was Jack half-stepping you? Yeah, yeah. of course. Because um, was. I think I was, yes, definitely slowed him down. But then, I, yeah, I don't know, just got to the end of my run. I'm just like, oh, still struggling to get home here. Because I was like thinking, oh, I'll, just, I'll go out and do like 70, 80 minutes. And then after like 40 minutes, I'm like, yeah, I'll do 80. And then. After 45, I'm like, oh, I'll do 70. <laughs> <laughs> Starts creeping down. Yeah. Well, 60 is looking pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, so what, 62Ks for the week? Poor, smashed you this week. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Imagine this week you still beat me. <laughs> um, yeah, nice work. My week started off with a 60-minute easy easy run with Jack. Um, same sort of thing. Half Had stepping. to yeah, half stepping me the whole way, telling him to sort of slow down. Went on a really cool trail. My favorite, probably, I suppose it's my favorite because I haven't been on it before. There's not too many places in Melbourne I haven't run. Um, I actually forget what it's what the trail's called, but it runs north. So it's like, have you been like to when you're on the Eastern Freeway Trail, and then you you're running like from um, like Q Boulevard towards like down the Eastern Freeway, almost to uh, Yarra Flats, yeah, out that way. But then you go. There's another trail that goes out north, like dead north. Yeah, and I it's like know. a concrete trail. Forget what it, is. it goes to to Bandura. It's not the um, Mary Creek Trail. No, it's not. Okay. I forget what it's called. But it's, re- it's Jack's like, yeah, I've run out, run out here before. So it's, yeah, heading out towards Bandura. Yeah. It's really nice. Um, just yeah, n- nice trail along there. Um, Tuesday morning was at Waverley. Um, Yes, yeah, still dealing with a little bit of OP pain at the moment. Um, just trying to manage that. Um, yeah, it was a session of uh, 800 in 70s. So the previous week I, I ran with Smack um, and we were running like much faster. Um, but Collis knew I w- I'm still dealing with a bit of, of this OP pain. Um, so he sort of had me going a bit more conservative at the be- beginning of the session. Um, Smack was going with Stewie just for a shorter session before his Zatapec. Um, when I was with Thorpey, El Christy, um, Logan. So 800 in 70s and then it was a six and then into a mile, uh, so one minute break into a mile at 75s and then a lap jog, 800 again in 70s, 
minute break mile in 75s. Yep. So so all really quite quite comfortable. Yeah. Um, and then he wanted me to do an 800. I was supposed to go 800 hard, um, a mile harder again, and then another 800 hard. So it was like the, you know, I had a sort of back 40% of the session was was hard. Um, and I ran like 214, I think, with with um, Logan for my first first hard 800. And yeah, that just made, all it did was make the OP angry. Um, really? Yeah. yeah. So in the 1600, I did like two laps and then it's I was just slowing down and I was just like, all right, I'm done. Um, so it was about seven, yes, only like 7K of, of work. Um, but it's just one of those management things, you know, I could still turn up and, and run like I did in Arvo run that, that, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. You doubled. Huh? You doubled. I've been doubling. Have you? Yeah. Um, I've done what, three, someone doesn't listen to either me or the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been doubling every Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I fucking, I love doubles. I wish I could do, I wish my body could handle more. Yeah. Doubles are good. Yeah. They definitely make you feel feel better. I find I f- when I double on a Tuesday, my Wednesday run feels better. Yeah. As opposed to just getting sort of stiff and, and sore. Um, Wednesday did an hour and then into gym. Um, and then I did yoga that evening. So it's my typical, typical Wednesday. Um, and then Thursday morning had threshold at the lake. Uh, was supposed to do 10K um, or two laps around, around the lake. And I had Paul McKinnon, the balance runner, with me. Um, I saw the footage. And Riley Cox. And Riley Cox, yeah, he showed up. I was like, what are you doing here? But then I realized obviously he's here. Um, Izzy's doing Zatapec and his brother, yep. Jacob, doing doing Zatapec. So he was down here with the other South Australians. Um, so he jumped in. I sort of said to him, he, he's been nursing an injury. And I said, oh, what have you been doing? He's hardly been training. Um, he's helping Izzy with a, with a little bit, but I said, oh, well, I'll, I'll probably run out like 3.10, 3.11 pace and then try and pick it up the second lap. Um, it was pretty cool what, what Paul was doing. He was, yeah, he was just taking me through sort of like some very slight changes. Um, but it was again, hard for me to, hard for me to deal with, with this OP pain. Um, so it was, he was getting me like just to, yeah, the way my like knee was tracking up. He was using these sort of interesting cues and Riley was sitting on me and Paul would go, all right, turn it on now. And I'd turn it on and I'd run away from Riley. Yeah. So it was it was a noticeable like and then Paul's like, Are you pushing harder? And I'm like, No, not really. Some like at some times I want and then he's like, Okay, but go back it like back it off, go back to normal, and then Riley catches back on. Yeah. And then yeah. Um I find that even um because in the marathon when I was thinking I always, if I go in the stitch, I kind of like try to lean forward a little bit, yeah. which is what the balance runner gets me to do. And you, I could feel myself like do it and I'm getting like Get quicker. faster, yeah. right? Yeah. It's hard to, like it is hard to maintain it the whole way, but it's because I, it's not my, like I'm not used to doing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, every time I remember, then I'm like, oh, I'm actually moving forward better right now. So Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, it felt, felt good. It was quite funny. I got a message after that video that Paul put up and I shared it to my story. Got a message from Jane, James Hansen into my inbox saying, um, Joel's looking real great. And I was just going, Oh, thanks man. He goes, Oh fuck. I thought this was the balance. Runner. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the, a good boost I needed. What um, a nice guy, James Hansen. Just like he's such a good guy just sending out Joel's looking great. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what a nice thing. Um, and then, yeah. And then, uh, Anthea and Kyle, uh, 
put me put me back in my place going yeah you your style looks real robotic like <laughs> not really sm- they said something like yeah, it's it's not not smooth but it's just really robotic you're like a robot running i was like oh thanks um but unfortunately only could get like 20 minutes done without the and then the op pain was just getting worse and worse so i just called it at 20 minutes um which is which, yeah i find frustrating because you start having like I stopped for a reason um, and then I'm like jogging back and then like the voice inside your head's like, all right, well now the pain's like dropped mm. off a bit. Why don't you go for another 10 minutes now? And it's like, you know, you just have to sort of tell you, you yourself to shut up. Um, but yeah, Friday I had a day off running um, but went to the gym. So been, yeah, trying to do a lot of like hip, glute, core sort of stuff to help the op um and i think it is helping and then yeah friday evening had the pulse race pulse race and christmas barbecue which was funny it's good to see my uh my sister out there having a having yes. a good old crack <laughs> she'll be listening to this uh i think this is one of the funniest running related stories <laughs> in recent memory but phoebe was um incredibly nervous for this 2k stint because she's just come back from vietnam has hardly been running uh, she's unfit and she's Obviously, she's my sister, so she's crapping on and, and um, you know, being overdramatic about everything. <laughs> and she goes, oh, I don't even want to do it. I'm going to be – this is going to be so bad. This is going to be so bad. Well, actually, she ran pretty well. Um, she had a, a, a good hit out. But she lapped her watch uh, at the beginning, ran really hard, and then as she came across the line, she either stopped her watch or didn't stop her watch but then just, like, you know, laid straight down on the grass, you know, carrying on. And I run up to her, I go, good job, that was really good. And <laughs> she goes, oh, no. And her watch goes, beep, 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 sending emergency, sending message to emergency contacts. <laughs> and there's nothing, there's nothing her watch, there's nothing she can do. But her watch just starts like this red, like alert, alert, alert. And I can't, so I'm like, what do you mean? What's happened? She goes, oh, this has happened before. But I go, what happens now? And she goes, me. So me, um, my mum and my dad all got a text message from the watch automatically sent <laughs> saying um, Phoebe Tobin White has uh, had an emergency incident occur at and it gives the location <laughs> and all that. I, I'm absolutely dying thinking Phoebe's just done this 2K effort and her watch has told her family yeah. she's pretty much had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was funny, my, my watch... Uh, my phone was connected to the Bluetooth speaker at the Pulse party and then it starts going <laughs> because my mum's calling me going like, what's happened to Phoebe? Like, has she died at this Pulse thing? <laughs> um, so funny. So funny that a, that a watch does that. She, like, yeah, she ran really well. Like, I thought I pushed myself in for yoga, but my watch wasn't sending SMS <laughs> messages to people, so yeah. maybe I wasn't. <laughs> good job, Phoebe. Um, but yeah, no, that was good. And then Saturday, yeah, as we said, had a few beers that Friday night at the at the Christmas party. So Saturday's hour felt, um, yeah, just a bit shit. And then uh, Sunday morning had ninety minutes. Um, went out. I was doing this like pretty much regular um, run out on the Gardeners Creek Trail, and then looping up through the um, anniversary trail and then back through the streets of like Surrey Hills, Canterbury, and stuff. But I thought, I'll oh, stuff it. I'm going to go out and back forty five. Um, out like through the golf course way because I haven't been that way through Glen Iris for ages. Bloody windy. um, And I reckon there's like, it was a high pollen day um, because I've had, I I don't think I've had asthma really before that much, but I felt like I couldn't really breathe on this run, which was interesting. Um, And then, yeah, so I'm not really sure what's going on there, but um, 
Yeah. I remember, yeah, that happened to me a few years ago. I was at Water Park and I just, like, I didn't end up doing the session because I just felt like I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And That's exactly just, what this felt. Yeah. It was like I started the run, I was running, like, not often in a long run do you get slower. And I was like running like 420 pace, sort of average. The four feet, I got like down to 415 at like 30 minutes, and I was like, oh, I feel like this is so cruisy. Yeah. And the last half an hour, I was creeping at like 450s because I couldn't breathe. So, um, yeah. Some some highs and lows this week, but it was like 104 k's. So that's my biggest week in in a long time. Um, so, yeah, yeah, doing good. Getting Just ready need to for, get get rid of that OP pain. Yeah, exactly right. Get ready for World Cross Trials. That's it. What we'll do we got? Month. Yeah, we'll talk. I think I'm going to go. I'll be doing something at Waddle Waddle soon. Um, because I think even no matter how well I'm training on a Tuesday and a Thursday, if I just keep doing that with no like. Like I've got to shock the body at some point before. I was even speaking to Jack. Jack and I were talking on the podcast last week um, about he's like, why don't you just go like smack a park run two weeks before, you know, something. And I sort of agree with him. Like yeah. if I'm just sitting at threshold or like, you know, just pushing the occasional Tuesday session and stuff, it's like I'm not pushing the envelope enough and mm. world cross trials will be an absolute shock and I'll just just get, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll perform pretty poorly. So, um, but still got... Still got time. And to be honest, at the end of the day, my goal, even though it is a goal for me to go there, it's like I'm not going to change my training because I've made so many mistakes in the past. Well, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to start going a threshold harder and faster because yeah, all I yeah. know that means is, yeah, I might run better at World Cross Trials, but by a fair, I'll be injured. Yeah. So I'm just like wanting to tick, tick the boxes and stuff. So, yeah. Things we have seen on Instagram this week that we aren't too sure about. Yes. Um, so mine is from... European cross country. Um, there was this German runner named Sam Parsons, Tin Man guy, and he he didn't get a race because he was sick, um, which is unfortunate. And I think the morning of the race, just he went to the doctor. But he put up a photo like of this a story saying, "Yeah, can't race because of I'm sick." But he's like got the doctor to set up like this stethoscope or whatever oh, no. next to his German singlet and oh, stuff like that. It's like there's like other other people wanting to see the doctor and Sam's like, no, 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 I've got to get this photo first. Like, <laughs> give me that. Mate. You got nothing else? Give me a thermometer or something like that. Like, it's just like, come on, mate. Just, sounds you're like, sick. Who cares? It sounds like, like a tin man way, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all for the show. He like got his, got the ring light out, the proper <laughs> camera. Like, <laughs> the doctor's like, I thought you were sick. He's like, oh, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I just, I wasn't sure about it. Yeah, mine was uh, sent to me by a friend of the podcast, Lockie Morehouse. Um, it was a video from a marathon that was, I think it was on the weekend, uh, the Taipei Marathon. And it's a, a video on Twitter that we'll, we'll share. But um, this local hero <laughs> hero guy was running with the top woman, uh, Kasagan, um, and he'd been running with her till like 41K. He pulls away in the last K, showboats the entire way to the finish, breaks her tape. So obviously she was she was the lead woman, so she had the tape ready. He breaks that, gets all the post-race camera coverage, um, and even though she broke the course record by about two minutes. And, yeah, to be honest, like, it's funny, but it's also so poor. Oh, it's so... Oh. It's just, like, so shit, like, you know... Like, what he was literally celebrating like he was winning. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and, and it's because he's from there, so he's like a local yeah. hero. And he probably, to be honest, if he's heads up in the clouds that much, he might have thought that was his that was tape. for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Wow, look at this! This is all for me." And it's like, no, 
You just yeah. had the because he was definitely acting like it was all for him. So yeah. I reckon he maybe he did think that, but yeah, it's yeah, it's funny to see, but it's it's not good. But yeah, yeah. Um, another thing I suppose we skipped over. Any uh, what do you think about Zatapak? Yeah, that's what I was. I was actually about to ask you that. Doing quite well. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. Obviously, so we. I don't think we mentioned this at the start. We have uh, Leanne Pompiani interview after this. Um, she was very strong. Yeah. It was good to see like someone. She actually wasn't just, my tip of. The, what, uh, what was funny is we both said, "Oh, look, we should interview the the winner of." Um, well, we said the women's because we both thought that Jack was going to win the yeah. men's and he's been on far too much. Yeah. He's already, he's got a black mark against his name again. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> um, but no, we said, and I, I thought, well, it'd be either Rose or Izzy. Yeah. So I forgot about Leanne. And then during the race at like two, three, three kilometers, four kilometers or whatever, when Nat sort of, Nat had done a turn at the front and then Leanne sort of went to the front. I was like, wow, she just looks so good. Yeah. And we so, started cheering for her because we we're like, we're sick of Rose on the podcast. Yeah, sick of Izzy on the podcast. Like, yeah. yeah. And I messaged, messaged Leanne literally she crossed the finish yeah, line yeah. saying, hey, quick, can you come on over? Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, nah, she, was, she was really strong. It's, I don't know. I haven't seen someone run like that, like kind of lead from the front and mm. uh, run that strong for a fair while. So yeah. she's been around. It's interesting. She's been around for, for a while. Like went to, went to world cross country in 2019. Um, but it's sort of like, like it doesn't, I find running so interesting. It's not always like you, you know, you come out of nowhere, big breakthrough and then it's all, you know, from there, it's like sometimes it, people take a little bit of a while. You know, she made world, her first world champs team in 2019, but then COVID sort of yeah, comes exactly. along. And it's like now in 2022, three years later, she's really like, okay, now I'm here. Yeah. Um, making a big statement. Yeah, definitely another strong one to watch the next few years. And yes, she said potentially head to the marathon sometime soon. So that's a very strong event, that one. Yeah. And funnily enough, works with your brother. Yeah, which we, no, did we not, didn't know, did not yeah. realize until she she mentioned yeah. it. Um, what do you reckon? What was your? Well, I reckon I'll be able to guess this, but what would you say was your male performance of Zatapak? Ah, uh, the men's four by four. It was pretty good. <laughs> it actually was really good. Um, I mean, in the 10k, you dickhead. Well, Jack, I think did it very easily. Mm. Mine's definitely Andre wearing. Andre, yeah, I and, think that Andre was, wearing good. Yeah. yeah, it was really good to see him after. Wonder if he's going to come back to MTC trying to get cooked again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be honest, the way he's running, he's, he'll come cook me. Yeah, no, nah, he he was um really good, but I think Jack was cruising. Really. Yeah, that's the thing. But Jack's another level above, right? Yeah, it's- he started doing lap on lap off, um, and yeah, blew up Clarky. Yeah, <laughs> he oh, went with that it. Was and, a huge blow up. Yeah, I was good on Clarky though, like giving it a crack. I like I seeing that. But I think he needed to decide a bit earlier. Like have a little crack to try to beat Jack, yeah. and then realize, nah, Jack's having a good day. Yeah, I've got to make sure I get second here. Yeah, end up tenth. Did so, he tenth? Yeah. So he definitely went wow. a bit too long yeah. there. Like definitely credit for trying, but yeah, that's a thing because it's like Clarky's fit enough too. It's, I suppose it's a safe, safe way. Like maybe if he if he ran in the bunch, he might have you know only got like third, you know he, it's, he wasn't guaranteed second, nah. right? He might have not got third or fourth or whatever. But he's like, okay, I'm gonna either try hang on to Jack. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, it was good Good to watch. I wish I was out there, but oh well. Yeah, it was freezing out there. It was. Not like not like last year's 45 degree temperature, remember that? Sorry, <laughs> this year's. Oh, yeah. Remember how hot it was? Yeah. That was, you don't remember no, that. No, was You like, don't get the joke. Yeah, I was yeah, saying yeah, it was so, so hot and you're like, mate, it was like 26 degrees. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're acting like it was 40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's a wrap. Yeah. Now we'll uh, 
put in this Leanne interview and that'll be it for the until the new year. That's it. Wish uh, from the Grattan House team a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. See you guys. See ya. All right, guys. Welcome to FTK. I'm here with Brett and we are speaking to Leanne Pompiani. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Good. So, Leanne, you've just recently been crowned the Australian 10,000-metre champ at Zatapec last Thursday night. How are you feeling? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty satisfied, I'd say. <laughs> it was pretty um, incredible to watch. You just like yeah. s- sat on the front, looked super controlled and just wound up the pace and just everyone was just dropping like flies. <laughs> I, said you, I said you look like you're going to win at about 4K in. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that wasn't the plan. That was never the plan, actually. Really? <laughs> but, um, what, what was the plan? Um, so coach sort of said, if the pace is slow, think about five, about five to six K, start picking up the pace. Um, but obviously championship racing, nobody really wants to take the lead. So <laughs> I think Nat Rule was, um, she was taking a few laps and I think she'd had enough sort of moved to the side and no one was sort of jumping at it. And I thought, well, I'm not really here to sit and kick because I've got no kick. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't have a choice. Yeah, no. So I thought, well, someone's got to do it. So I'll do it. Um, and if it ends up that nobody else shares that with me, then so be it. Hopefully I'm fit enough. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, right. that's, that's sort of, yeah, how it went. So did you believe – like that you could win that obviously going into that race you thought you you've obviously had a pretty crazy breakout year with your um win in at uh Bernie 10 and City to Surf you obviously knew that you'd probably be the one to beat but obviously Rose she was going for her third title yeah I think there was a lot that obviously yeah going for the trifecta for Rose and although I raced her in Bernie and she was yeah obviously not at her best then I knew she'd been training pretty hard since then and it's obviously a lot easier to get back to where you were if you'd already been there that's true <laughs> than yeah. building from the yeah, the bottom um yeah that, yeah obviously I didn't know how it was going to go I thought Rose was just sitting on me and was just going to kick at any time and then I didn't really know where anyone was until so the commentators on the live stream were the same as out loud so I could hear everything that they were mm. saying so that was really the only feedback we complained um, about that on the podcast last year. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it worked it actually, in your favour. It actually worked for me this yeah, time. Yeah, like, oh, Rose looks like she's hurting, and you're like, all right, wind it up. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a scary tactic trying to do it that way, like, because people do keep up right to the end, and you're obviously getting very tired, and you're just hoping that they're getting more and more tired. And I guess with someone like Rose behind you who knows has a good kick, it's always uh, – scary to kind of try to do it that way especially in those conditions as well yeah I know and 16 laps to go is very early to be taken <laughs> so I know I got a few messages from people after saying how nervous I made them because they're like oh you took it and then nobody else took it from there um but yeah it is yeah not knowing because running on the road is so much it's so much different to me running on the track perceived effort feels so much harder than yeah, running on the road for sure yeah, that. and that was, yeah, that was one thing that sort of going through my head during the race. Although the pace was slow, well, someone say slow at the beginning, <laughs> um, I was sort of thinking if I was running on the road right now, how hard would this feel? 
And I thought, well, I'd probably be working a lot harder on the road, so why can't I just push the pace now yeah, on the track? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good way to think about it. It is funny, like comparing road to track, like it is just a completely different race yeah. for some reason. I think the, tr- the road you run way more feel um, where on the track you're getting like these time reminders all the time about what you should be going and how you should be feeling. So it, it is different, but um, definitely good for you to convert now onto the track as well because obviously you've had success on the road yeah some people it's hard to then convert so you're starting to do it pretty well not too many people have a faster road 10k than track, than track <laughs> yeah so. i feel like it's going to stay that way but <laughs> <laughs> well the way you ran that 3220 pb at zatapec i think you can go a lot faster gotta go yeah. get, do a meet in europe and just hang on for dear life that's that's sort of what we're starting to plan now because um it, it is hard to run fast in um, in Australia and when there's only one 10K race. For sure. In For the sure. year. Um, yeah. yeah, so something, whether it's in the US, like um, the sound running seems to do pretty well or, yeah, somewhere in Europe. Yeah. You mentioned um, before you're talking about your race plan with your coach. So you're coached by Des Proctor up in, up in Canberra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long have you been coached by him for? Uh, so this will be, I think, my ninth year. I started uh, being coached by him when I was 18. Uh, so last year of, um, uh, so year 12. Yeah. Um, and he, he was actually my PE teacher back in high school. So he sort of saw, that's where he saw the beginning of just competing through cross country. Um, but I was playing soccer back then, so I didn't really want to start training with him and then a bit like Brett. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably the same story for quite a few yeah. athletes. But um yeah, and then just before I made the national team, uh, well ACT team, which isn't much of an accomplishment, but <laughs> there's not a lot of depth in ACT. But um in year twelve and he said, look, just come and train with me for a few weeks Was before that nationals. Like country? Yeah, cross country, sorry. Yeah, yeah, cross country in Albany. Um uh, train with me for a few weeks and see, you know, if you like it and we'll see how you go um, and play second there. And I sort of just, yeah, kept with running soccer. You play second at nationals. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. So that was probably where it sort of. What a natural talent yeah. from, so- from soccer <laughs> to second in Australia. Des, uh, Des obviously, yeah, saw, saw some talent. And then did you go to, you went to college after that? I did, yeah. I For a year and a half, um, I was in Iowa. Um, yeah. Yeah, I probably wasn't. Like there. Yeah. <laughs> By the look on your face, didn't yeah. go to, didn't love it. No, I think partly, part, you know, Iowa yeah. isn't <laughs> really. <laughs> Sorry to our Iowa listeners. And I just think I wasn't in really the right headspace. Um, I think if I was to be there now, I'd be okay. But yeah, I just got there and the weather and my head and I was just like, nah, I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. It was college doesn't work for, for work for everyone. Like we know. Yeah. Yeah. We're, often in running, we just hear the, the glory stories of everyone going to college and, but there's, oh, there's plenty there's of so many athletes yeah. I, mm. I've known that to go over to college and they've lo- almost lost their love of running. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I don't think it was a loss sort of coming back anyway, obviously um, things work out here and you know, who knows what could have happened if I tried to, it's easier in hindsight to say, oh, if I just stuck it out for a little bit longer. But at the time, I was just not. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're running yeah. great times now, so who cares? It's in the past. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, that's, that's done. <laughs> so do you have a – like who do you train with in Canberra? 
Uh, yeah, so we've got a group. Um, it's it's a bit of a mix. We sort of got a mix of just so people there for social running, um, a lot of juniors. Um, my direct training partners would probably be sort of 20-year-old males, yeah. <laughs> uh, which are actually really good training partners to have for especially, you know, on the track, uh, track work. Aerobic work, I've learned to – I'm pretty good at doing sessions by myself. Um, but, yeah, we've got – they're pro- predominantly 15 to 800-meter runners. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you obviously just recently came back from a training camp at Perisha. <laughs> so that was in the lead up to Zatapec. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about that, what sort of training you were doing there? Was that with Dez or – uh, yeah, so here, I did hear last time you were back. <laughs> <laughs> so here I, I need to uh, make it sound good. Exactly um, right. <laughs> um, well, we sort of teamed up with, uh, so my boyfriend runs under Dick Telford. Yeah. Um, so we sort of, yeah, I sort of joined in with them and Justin Renaudi's guys were up there as well. So they were actually really good training partners for a 1K, 1K rep session that we did because um, they're not super aerobic. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a polite way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so that was good. Yeah. Uh, the running up there, you're right, it's hilly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I forget what we even said. Remind us. <laughs> <laughs> you pretty much just said it was terrible. Why we <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like us. Did you run but, to the top of Kosciuszko? We didn't quite make it to the top. The weather was pretty shocking. Yeah. Um, we got, yeah, about 1K from the top. And it is a lot of repetitive running, but it's not bad because it, for us, you know, it's nice to get away from work and sort of live yeah. like professional athletes like you. <laughs> but yeah. like you, but um, it is but not like the altitude. Well. Yeah, yeah, the altitude is good. It's it's higher than Falls Creek. It so. Is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we hate Falls Creek too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, Parish is not bad. Like once you know, once you know the running there, and you know what to expect, it's pretty good. Cool. You've trained in Flagstaff before, haven't you? I did. I went up with uh, Philo Saunders. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, I was very new to running. I totally cooked myself though. So. <laughs> yeah. I Sounds like yeah. even the even the experts yeah, know yeah. running cook themselves <laughs> up there. Yeah. <laughs> <at> you, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> um, Leanne, obviously you said you listen to the podcast, so you know we do uh, we go through our training weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't had an athlete coach by Dares on the podcast yet, so it's always good to hear different people's training weeks. So would you be able to tell us, maybe not like a race week or your next week, mm, you're probably yeah, yeah. still recovering, but like a normal training week if you take us through Monday to Sunday in, in yeah. Canberra? Yeah. So, yeah. If Des is For okay me? with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he's not, we can um, cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure it'd be fine. Um, I guess, I mean, I'm on the typical Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday session days. Um, I personally run 150 to 170K a week, uh, depending on the week. Uh, so Monday would be standard, maybe 60, 30, double. Yeah. Um, Tuesday, obviously, jog in the morning. Um, session would be – it's hard to give exact sessions because – So you jog in the morning and session PM on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. That's just because I would Work. prefer morning sessions. Yeah, I'd prefer morning sessions, but um, that's why I love Saturdays because, 
yeah. get it over and done. We're able to do a morning session there. Um, our training is varied a lot. So we don't, we repeat sessions, but not same session, you know, consecutive yeah. weeks. Um, so Tuesday would be something on the track. Uh, all through the year. What would it be? All throughout um, the year, you're always on the track on a Tuesday? Generally, yeah, generally. Um, the trucks in Canberra a bit, yeah, in the winter are hard to get on. So maybe there's, you know, a couple of months in the year where, you know, we'll be at Stromlo. So, again, that takes us to Thursday, which would be Thursday afternoon would be um, a Stromlo session, which would be, yeah, threshold work. Uh, Des likes to do a lot of my thresholds um, with like a long float in the middle. So whether that be 4K threshold, 1500 float, 4K threshold kind of thing okay. or split up a bit like that. Um, How much slower is your float pace? Depending where I am, if, I, uh, if, I'm, if I'm doing a threshold session at the lake, which sometimes I do, my, th- my float could be anywhere 3.40 to four minutes. Yeah. Um, and that'd be similar at Stromlo. It obviously depends what part of the track you're running on, yeah. isn't it? if you're going up or down. <laughs> For sure. But, um, yeah, Wednesday I would do – sorry, I skipped Wednesday there. Wednesday I would do 18 to 20 with maybe an easy 30 in the afternoon. Um, Friday is pretty pretty chill, just one easy run, 45 minutes, 50 minutes. Um, Saturday, Saturday varies a lot. Um, some Saturdays you do standard K session. Um, other Saturdays we do probably similar to, so Des comes from the time with sort of Deke, uh, Sean Crichton. They do a lot of those runs with the, you know, just continuous runs, but surging the hills. Yeah. So we do a lot of that. Absolute smash fest. Those ones. Yeah, yeah. So that's sort of where we probably, yeah, get those sessions from because Des used to do that back in the day with um, those guys. Um, yeah, so probably every second Saturday we'll do something like that, whether that's, yeah, 12 to 16K of just run every time you hit the hill, just run harder. <laughs> yeah. Are you doing that yeah. at Stromlo? Uh, that will vary. Okay. Um, Stromlo, we probably keep Strom- the actual Stromlo cross-country track. We probably keep that more for um, like uh, sessions that are a, li- a little bit more, what do you call it? Uh, I don't know, but like surging hills. Like- y- yeah, yeah. Surging hills is a bit sort of, depend. it really just depends on the hill and sure. how you feel. Like it's, yeah. Um, and Saturday afternoon will be an easy jog. Sunday will be 25 to 30K. Um, that'll be, yeah, in Canberra. So hilly, somewhere hilly, um, Mount Ainsley, Mount Majura. Not over. We don't go over. We're not yeah. Mount Brothers. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's sort of the week. Um, it sounds but like it, you're doing a lot of hill stuff. So obviously, I think in Canberra, like every, you just have to. Right? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Like I was surprised when I went back last year and trained there, and did all the long runs again. I'm like, wow, I forgot how hilly all this was. Like yeah, even Albany, I'm pretty flat. Mm. Yeah, and I think the difference. I mean, obviously Canberra's small, but the difference is that you don't really have to travel for yeah. hills in Canberra. <laughs> you can be anywhere, and you're 10 minutes from a trail. So yeah, which is so good. Yeah. Um, you. 
came 45th at the um, World Cross in 2019. Um, mm. World Cross, obviously on the radar for next year. Yeah, so that's been the big one for quite a while. I think since we heard it was going to be in Bathurst, it was like, yep, I want to make that team. Yeah. Um, and obviously I want to do much better than 45th. So. <laughs> yeah. well, it sounds like you're, you're doing a hell of a lot of training at, at Stromlo, so you'll be very prepared for those trials <laughs> in <Jan>. Hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't use, you know, the course being an excuse or anything because I run it every <laughs> week. <laughs> so do you think, um, obviously, that's a big goal, make that team race mm. race in Bathurst in, in Feb. And then what's the plan after that? You um, mentioned, obviously, yeah, looking at something. When, when's the sound running? Is that in sound know, running is May. Yeah, it's May. early May. Good. Yeah, the, well, they had the two. They had the one that Jack ran, which was oh, in right. March, yeah. I reckon. And then, and then the one they had did. the one that I ran in May. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think it's the one in May. Yeah. That, yeah, that we're thinking of. Um, hopefully, yeah, get I was 30, 30 minutes and 40 seconds for the women's big queue for the 10K yeah. is pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But um, obviously, I'd like to run as close to that as possible. But uh, it, for me, it'll be, yeah, just trying to get some points. Yeah. Get yeah, my ranking cool. up. Yeah. yeah. Long term, Leanne, where do you see yourself? Obviously, you are really, really, really uh, talented on the roads and you've just won your first Australian 10,000-metre track championship. Do you see yourself in the future um, being more, you know, roads, end up like marathon, following some yeah. like Brett's footsteps or do you think yeah. the track suits you more? <laughs> what do you reckon? No, I think I think you're on it there. It's definitely towards the marathon. Um, we were sort of thinking potentially the end of next year, but we do want to get my I do want to get my five and ten k better before then. Um, work on that, get those down. We do want to have a crack at the Australian half marathon record at some point. <laughs> so whether that be at Gold Coast or um, wherever, that but. At the moment? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember who has it, but it's. I think it's sixty-seven high. Okay. Something, something like that. Um, yeah. So we we know we want to run a good, a fast half before trying the marathon. Yeah. When was your last half marathon? Uh, Melbourne half. Oh no, that's a lie. I did um Sydney morning Herald half, but that's oh, yeah. not really. Count, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't like that one. <laughs> um yeah so currently i've got a 70 minute half marathon which is okay but yeah yeah sure yeah i think all your pbs are nearly due i reckon yeah i think so so yeah no definitely some uh big things coming (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's a test we should have just said yeah. things coming and see if you laugh then we're like oh you do listen <laughs> not just faking it like every other person that comes on yeah. <laughs> no well, Leanne thank you so much for that um, really appreciate you coming on and taking that's the time right. to chat with us good luck for everything coming up ahead um, thank I'm sure you all our listeners will be watching with yeah. excitement and we'll see you at uh, World Cross Trial yeah yeah here in Canberra so yeah, yeah it's exciting yeah, it's very exciting. So, Awesome, Leanne. Thank you very much. Thanks. 